I'm James Wrigley. Welcome back again to the podcast. Uh, Today's episode, uh, I continue on a theme from the last podcast I published around small business owners. Uh, Today we're looking at the tax exemptions or the tax concessions that are available to small business owners when they are actually selling their business. It's something you should be well and truly aware of and taking advantage of where you can. Uh, I hope you get something from this. Thank you. Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to another Friday Lunchtime Live. I'm James Wrigley, if you didn't know, but if you're watching this, you probably do know. Uh, I My plan is to keep these Friday afternoon, 12.30 Friday afternoon sessions as a regular occurrence. Uh, I, As I spoke about last week, I had struggled with um, keeping these somewhat regular uh, but hoping to do so uh, more often. So 12.30 Fridays uh, live here on LinkedIn. Uh, if anyone's out there watching, thank you for joining me. Uh, also live on Facebook, live on my YouTube channel, and I will in time uh, get the audio around to a podcast. So if you aren't following me or connected on any one of those platforms, uh, it would be great if you could uh, also join me there. Uh, I've just dropped the, uh, Mina, hello, I can see you've popped up already, hello. Uh, I've just dropped the um, the link to join me on StreamYard in the comments section on my LinkedIn page. So if you're watching on Facebook, maybe jump over onto LinkedIn. Uh, it's there, uh, which I tried to do this last week. A couple of people gave it a go, but it didn't work. So I think if you want to jump on, have a chat, uh, I've got a topic that I'll cover in a few minutes. Uh, If you copy that link that I've just posted into LinkedIn, uh, the LinkedIn live comments into another web browser, uh, it'll take you through to StreamYard and hopefully you'll pop up here if you wanted to have a chat. Um, So a few of you joining me, thank you. Mina, I can see you're there. Thank you. Uh, LinkedIn user, I'm not sure who that is. I'm not following it on on my phone at the moment. So (laughs) hello, thank you. It's a, a, uh, a setting on your LinkedIn profile. Uh, happy Friday to you as well, LinkedIn user. Mina again and Graham, thank you for joining me from the Philippines. Hope everything is well for you over there. Uh, I thought I might start with a bit of a recap of my week. Uh, it's obviously Friday. I'm here in Melbourne where week two of the stage four uh, restrictions. Things are going well on my end. Um, not too many dramas to report. I have made a slight change to my working week. I think I might have spoken about last week uh, of a of a Tuesday. I'm now taking Tuesdays off. So from uh, from now through until the end of the school term, uh, I'll be taking Tuesdays off uh, to look after my two kids, uh, particularly help Thomas with his uh, homeschooling. He's in grade one, so someone needs to be doing that. Uh, and my wife's off at work on a Tuesday, so. Uh, that's for me. So just working the four days a week uh, at the moment, but it does mean that those four days that I do have are quite quite jam-packed with client meetings. I'll probably get up to 10 or 11 uh, by the uh, by the end of today, um, which is a pretty busy week for me when it's packed into into four days. So it does mean a, a, few, a few hours after hours uh, catching up on file notes and the like. So I hope you're all well out there. Uh, no other further comments. Doesn't look like anyone. If, can anyone give me an idea if you if you've tried using the Streamyard link there to see if it if it works to to pop up and join me? Um, so 
The topic that I wanted to cover today uh, is something that came up uh, in some conversation I was having with um, some introductory chats I've been having with a possible new client. Uh, actually reached out to me via LinkedIn. You may very well see this video uh, at some point. I uh, would, so it's, a, it's a client that's recently sold a business uh, and through their accountant, um, they've made some, I guess, some some recommendations, some tax advice as accountants do uh, around using some small business uh, tax exemptions that are available. And I thought there might be some value uh, for you. A lot of my connections are in the technology space, founders, those kind of things that often um, from time to time um, end up selling their business. Um, Graham, you can't, I'll, can't see the link. That's I'll bring it up on the screen there. That's That's the one there. Um, hopefully it's coming up on LinkedIn. Uh, if you, so it's a, it's my comment that was on the LinkedIn, uh, in the LinkedIn comments there. Hopefully it works. If not, we'll try it again for next week. So that, that's, that's the link there. Um, yeah. So small business CGT exemptions. Uh, I thought there might be some value, uh, in this for you, um, as I said, a, a client, or a, a potential new client that I've been having some discussions with, uh, recently sold a business, um, and uh, and their accountant, uh, through the tax advice that their accountant provides, uh, is using these small business exemptions. Um, they may you may not be familiar with them, uh, so I thought I would run through them quickly for you here. Uh, now, a lot of the clients, um, uh, the business owner clients that I work with, are often in the technology space, uh, so they're. There are some type of services, business, uh, a service of some variety. And so they often don't have huge level of assets. They, they provide a service, but it's they've got a, some staff and some, some computers and, and that's about it. They provide their service. Um, so these exemptions are available to um, what are considered small businesses. Now, small businesses, um, there's a, a, a definition that's available uh, and you can Google it and you can find it. I'll, I'll give you a high level summary of it now. Um, but to be eligible for the small business tax concessions, uh, there's some basic conditions that must be met. So one of them uh, is known as the, um, uh, the net assets test or turnover test. So net assets of the business need to be uh, under $6 million. And, and so as I was just saying, a lot of the clients that I work with in that technology space, They've got some staff, they own some computers, but they don't have this great big lumpy asset itself. It's the service that they're providing is the value in the business and it's a, it's a services-based business. So they're often quite light on in, in, in terms of assets and can qualify for this $6 million asset test. Uh, the other one is the turnover test. So turnover needs to be less than $2 million. That's a, a more difficult one uh, to satisfy for a lot of these technology businesses. Their, their revenue often shoots through the roof before... Uh, before acquisition. Um, the asset being sold needs to be used in the running of the business. So that's um, you know that's applicable if you have a business that has some big lumpy asset that you're actually going to sell, some piece of machinery or something like that. Uh, there's some other rules and things around uh, if what you're selling is actually the shares in the business. So there's a bit of work that needs to be done around what is actually being sold, who owns it, is it shares in a company that's being sold? Is it somehow you're selling a unit trust that owns the company? Is it a piece of machinery? There's a bit of work in there, um, but you get the idea. Uh, the big one where a lot of the clients that I work with often qualify is the is the um, is the net assets under six million dollars. 
So provided you qualify for one of those, you're selling your business, uh, what are the actual exemptions? What what applies and how, how does it work? So first off, there's a, a bit of a catch-all 15-year exemption. So if you have owned the business or owned the assets, you qualify on those basic requirements that I said earlier, and you've owned it for more than 15 years, you can sell it, uh, and there's this just catch-all um, capital gains exemption. Importantly, what I'm about to go through, uh, this work uh, is often done in, in conjunction with accountants. So financial advisors often aren't licensed to provide this tax advice. Uh, we do need sign-off from accountants, and so we, we work jointly with, with accountants. Please, if you're looking at this um, or, or looking into this, please involve your accountant. So there's a 15-year exemption, a bit of a catch-all. Um, you can, um, with that, uh, exempt the, the capital gain is exempt from selling the asset, uh, and then you can contribute um, just about all of that to superannuation if you really wanted to, and there's some particular benefit as to why you would contribute that to superannuation. That's not the purpose of today's conversation. Um, there's a 50% active asset reduction that's available as well. So all of these that I'm going through, you can really just use them in any combination you want to get the best outcome. So typically uh, in, in ordinary capital gains events, there's a 50% reduction, 50% asset exemption that's available anyway. So if you sold some BHP shares and you made a gain, um, you can you can get an exemption. Uh, oh, Graham, I can just see you've popped up there. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, James. Go ahead. Don't let me yeah. interrupt. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good to good to talk to you. We've, uh, it took me a little while to get this sorted. I haven't done using this particular StreamYard setup before, and it took me a little while to work out how yeah. it's supposed to happen. Every one of them different, whether you do FaceTime or, or, or whatever. They're all different. They are. They are. This is yeah. So Streamyard's the one that I've been using to do the the like these live streams. Um, LinkedIn, you can't do you can't go live directly in LinkedIn like you could on Facebook or Instagram. You have to use these third party. Uh, I use Streamyard and it plugs in. Uh, how, how's everything on your end? Oh, okay. This COVID things. Can I say it's giving me or giving everyone the shits? But yes, it is. We've, we've been in basically lockdown here in the Philippines for five months now. It'll be five months on Sunday since yeah. March the 16th. They uh, locked everything down. They've opened things up a little bit. But yeah. I'm on the island of, of Panglao, uh, which is yeah. part of the whole, about 1.4 million people. And yeah. we've got absolutely minimal cases, but... Every time you leave the house, you have to have a mask on. There's certain, there's all sorts of restrictions that uh, uh, you can and can't, or particularly can't do. So yeah, it's it's, it's a big drama. It's a big issue. yeah, right. And it, financially, it's, it's just it's just ab absolutely ruining the economy. Ruining yeah. The, it, it, it struggles at the best of times. There are zero tourists here now, and and the whole relies. 90%, 95% on tourists. There's, none Tourism, there. and there's no one there, yeah. yeah. How long have you been there for? How long have you been over uh, there? Here in, here in Bahol since August the 1st last year. I was down south in another place called Shargao prior to that. Yep. So, yeah, one, just, over, yeah, just over one year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so is that your, setup, your plan is to sit out retirement there that's where you'll you'll retire yeah, yeah, to, I, I've, yeah. I've mentioned to you in messaging before that uh, i bought a yeah. house here which settles in a yeah, month. That's right. one month on sunday it settles on september the 15th so looking yeah. forward to that i'm currently in a rental place here they're, they're yeah. little hot, hot box uh, 
concrete things that are not particularly pleasant to live in, but it'll be nice to have my own house with own uh, 1,300 square metre compound and, and nice, yeah, not, yeah. Not, not a rental place that I can't do anything with. That's it. And that, that's the thing, isn't it? It's yours. You can do whatever you want. If you want yeah, to make some exactly. changes to it, you can do it. And it's, it's a fenced, secure compound that I can, um, you know, stay in until all this passes if I need to. I can I can go out now, but uh, it's not particularly pleasant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good. And I, I read all the news about what's going on in Melbourne. What a, what a, a disaster look on the, there. Yeah, look, it, it, it is. On, look, on, on the ground, it's, it's not that... Oh, me personally and you know, just for my family it's not that bad like i'm still working my wife's still working so we are fortunate in that in that regard um but yeah it's a it's a great big mess you know hundreds of people with the virus every day there's 15 20 people dying every day uh, it's a yeah it's a it's a great big mess it, it, it's difficult when you see what others are doing in in queensland and other places like that um sure. that it's uh that you know they're, they're out going to the beach and going to the pub and doing all of those kind of things whereas we're we're uh, we're stuck here i'm just looking around my neighbors are hanging around a little bit listening I'm just, it's a little <laughs> where, where are you sitting are you at your at your house at the front of your house yeah 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 i'm just yeah. Uh, on a under where oh you can't really see hey, yeah, nice. um, umbrella out the front of my house this is my sitting spot because there's nothing else to do and, yeah uh, yeah it's right next to the neighbours and whatever. Yeah, look, here, 1.4 million people, there's only currently 28 live cases of or current cases of, of COVID, and there's been yeah. five deaths. And, and it's, just, you know, what's disputable, what those five people died of, it was all put down as COVID, but, you know, one of them was 89 years old. And, you know, mm. I think this is happening all around the world. That there's, it is. And I think it's a lot to do with, with cash incentive, I know the, the the local authorities here get get money if it's COVID related. So uh, I, I suggest everything that everyone that's dying yeah. is put down for COVID. That's it. They uh, it's similar so, similar thing happened in the similar thing happened in America with their numbers there for a while. Everyone was dying of COVID, and then they and then they rejigged them, and there was and there was less afterward. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, you I'll you go on with your, your discussion. All right. Thank you for joining me. Good to good to, to actually finally talk to you. Great, Thanks, mate. Graham. Thank you. I'll, I'll just see you in a right. Thanks, James. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, Mina's, Mina, you're there. Mina's jumped in as well. Uh, yes, hello. How are you, guys? How are you? Just having a chat yeah. with Graham. How are you going? Where are you? You're in yeah. Melbourne. No, I'm in Sin I'm in uh, New South Wales. New South Wales, right. Okay. Yeah, all so right Yeah, everything's going all right. But you know, everyone's scared that there's gonna be a second wave in New South Wales now and I feel sorry for everyone in like Victoria with the stage four lockdowns. That's just terrible. Yeah, I know. It's been it's been pretty rough for us. Um yeah, I, I keep watching the case numbers in New South Wales and they're kind of slowly creeping up. You wonder Hopefully, people are watching enough. What's going on? What's what's happened in Melbourne? That they take it pretty seriously in New South Wales and um, and keep and keep their distance from each other and follow the rules that we're that we're try, we're, we're being told to. People wearing masks and things when you go out up there. Uh, I've heard about like a third of people are wearing masks and it's the numbers okay. rising. So 
a lot of people are wearing masks and we're all trying to stay safe and everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, at least we're not as weird as Queensland that's just like shut down everything. No one can get in or out. Yeah, close the border. No one's allowed in. Yeah, I've got, I've got some clients that have um, they've just moved up to uh, just north of Brisbane. They've bought a house and retired uh, up there, uh, and they were trying to move their um, all of their furniture and things. The removal truck, uh, the removal truck got stuck. They the removalist said, "Oh yeah, no, it's fine. We can get into Queensland. It's easy. We've been doing it this whole time. No worries. We're exempt." To get in, they've been able to get into Queensland, but. But the way the borders have, have now have had shut between Victoria and New South Wales, they couldn't get into New South Wales to get into Queensland. So uh, all their all their stuff was stuck on the truck and got sent back home again. So they're sitting in this house that they've just bought and you know have had to go and buy a brand new bed and a couch and things. So they've got something to sit on before they can get all their stuff. It's a bit rough. A bit rough. That is yeah. terrible. That is terrible. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me, Mina. I'll um, I'll get back to the um, CGP exemptions. That, that, that's of interest to you. Continue. Yeah, that's all good. That's all good. Cheers. Thanks, Mina. So we've got. Oh, there we go. Back here. Okay, so we're back. So it's going through the exemptions. So we've got. There's the 15 year one. It's kind of a bit of a catch all if you've owned the asset or the business for 15 years and you sell it. Uh, there's some uh, there's an exemption, uh, and you can contribute um, the, up up to it's about one and a half million dollars of the capital pro the, the capital gains proceeds to superannuation, which uh, otherwise you wouldn't be able to contribute a lump sum of that uh, of that size to superannuation in in one go. Uh, this small business fifty percent active asset reduction. So as I was saying, for just just in general, if you sell an asset and make a gain, and in an, an individual is eligible for a fifty percent reduction in the asset value. So if you sold some BHP shares and you made a gain, you only fifty percent of that if you've held the asset for more than a year counts as a taxable income. For this under these small business exemptions, there's a further fifty percent. So you get a fifty percent reduction to begin with. Another, uh, so ultimately you end up with twenty five being assessable. Um, there's a retirement exemption, so if you follow follow that through, if you're uh, under a particular age, you can contribute some of the some of these assessable capital gains to superannuation under the retirement exemption, uh, and actually not have to pay any personal tax on 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 those um, on those gains. Uh, so that's just a bit of a, an acknowledgement that a lot of people often build up businesses and they say, look, my business is my retirement. I'm going to put every single dollar into here to build the business. And, uh, and so it's just some acknowledgement, I guess, from the government to say that people selling these assets are often using that money to fund retirement. So there's a retirement exemption there. Uh, and then the final one is um, some rollover relief. So if you're selling what's, what's considered an active asset to then go and buy another active asset, uh, it doesn't trigger capital gains in between, provided you do so in a short enough period of time. Um, so contributing to superannuation uh, is where this particular client that I was talking about earlier and why I introduced the topic in the first place, they're exploring this and doing this uh, off the back of the advice that's coming through from the accountant, which is actually really good advice. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, so there's a CGT for the current financial year that we're in now, 2020-2021 financial year. Uh, there's a lifetime cap for an individual of $1.565 million 
that you can contribute to superannuation under these different um, capital gains rules. Otherwise, outside of that, an individual is stuck with just $100,000 a year or a lump sum of three hundred in one go. So it's a, it's a huge amount of money that you can add to your superannuation benefits and it's over and above these caps that are now in place. So a lot of people are getting capped out for those with bigger balances are getting capped out on their superannuation at 1.6. Uh, these CGTs go, go over and above. So you can actually build a very big uh, superannuation balance uh, if you are taking advantage of these rules. Um, so there, I guess there's risks and things associated with all of that. And so you should be exploring uh, any of this with your accountant with your advisors, whoever it is that you work with before you go out and do any of that yourself. Uh, but there are some major advantages available there. Um, right back at the start, I was talking about that $6 million um, asset test. And so for services-based businesses where they really don't own much, um, it's, um, it's, it's actually quite a, a big business that you can be selling, quite a lot of dollars that someone can be making from selling their business and still actually apply for, um, for these rules. Um, so that's um, that's it through the exemptions that I wanted to go through. Um, Mina, Graham, thanks both of you for, for joining me. Um, anyone else that's out there that might still be watching, thank you for sticking with me, uh, getting close to 20 or just gone past 20 minutes now. Um, hope you're having a great Friday. Uh, that's it for me today. I'll be back 12.30 next Friday between now and then come up with another topic uh, if you've got any ideas shout out and, and i can have a chat about something that you want me to but otherwise see it hopefully see a lot of you um friday next week enjoy your weekend see you all bye episode of the podcast if you don't follow me anywhere else other than here on the podcast i am putting out content on linkedin facebook instagram youtube all of those places so if you frequent any one of those it would mean the world to me if you'd give me a follow on one of those platforms and uh, look out for the next episode